This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. We are having solid talk tonight, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Tonight, family, is an open discussion. I'm giving y'all a license to come and get me in trouble. You know what I mean? Y'all know I don't mind getting in trouble every now and then. So whatever is on your mind, just go ahead and bring it up. I know folks are shy every time I say this. So I'm going to go ahead and get myself in a little bit of trouble just to start it off. And we'll see where it goes from there. Um, and really, I don't I don't particularly enjoy talking about these type of topics because it's like so often this type of thing. Right. But <clears throat> I was just kind of thinking this week after hearing about a story that happened in the NHL, the National Hockey League, about a player who basically it was um, LGBTQ plus night and they asked him to wear a jersey and uh, the jersey that they wanted him to wear was like an LGBT jersey. And so he just said, I don't want to wear it. You know, they wanted him to wear that jersey. I guess it had a little emblem or patch or something on it. And then also they wanted him to, like, walk around with a little rainbow stick and stuff like that. And so it just got me really thinking about <clears throat> um, what I was going to call this solid talk if it ends up being this. Uh, the big gay elephant in the room, right? The big gay elephant in the room. And what it is, when you hear people discuss this topic, it's always this thing like, you know, it's not an issue of me being homophobic, quote unquote. It's an issue of just the fact that I don't feel like I need to endorse that. I don't feel like I need to embrace that. But the people on the other side of that argument who are in support of that agenda, what they will say is we want you to wear this thing because if you don't wear it, uh, it's not just you not endorsing it but it's almost like you're condemning it. And so when you really go back to the history of all of this uh, back and forth between, um, or this back and forth over the issue of this agenda with the LGB, what it really is, is it started off as sort of this, let us live our lives, let us just choose to, to, to have our lifestyle and not be discriminated against. Um, we're, as long as we're consenting adults, you know, there should be no issue with it. And for the most part, because nobody wants to be mean and because this country let, let, has let in a lot of compromise and because of other reasons, they basically just came into agreement with that. If you are a con two consenting adults or three or four, I don't know what they do now these days, but if you are an adult and you choose to make that decision, what you do in the bedroom does not affect me. But instead of leaving it there, one thing I've learned about the spirit of compromise is that, uh, and I, well, I can't say it the way my dad used to say it, but he used to say, if you give a, a certain type of person an inch, then they'll take a mile, right? <laughs> and so uh, basically the thing about compromise is if you give up a little bit, its goal is not to, 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 to peacefully 
uh, coexist with you. The goal is to dominate you. And so what these agendas are saying through the media, through the stores, through the jobs, through the sports. And this, by the way, is why sports is pretty much unwatchable these days. It's not unwatchable, but it's the fact that sports should be an outlet. Sports should be a space where people are able to um, have recreation. People are able to sit back, enjoy and have a pastime. But what's happened now is that um, because of these agendas, men who are the primary consumers of sports, it's not to say that women can't like sports and stuff like that, but let's just be real. Men are the primary consumers of sports. This is a male space. And it's typically a, 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 a masculine male space, right? And of course, there have been gay athletes and stuff like that. Some some in the closet in, in the times prior and some openly gay these days. But for the most part, it's a masculine bravado type activity. But because of these agendas and because they want to conquer all of the land, all of the areas of society, and more importantly, the devil does not want men to have any space of their own. Because if men can have a space of their own, it's a space for them to to channel their masculinity. It's a space for them to sharpen one another. It's a space for them to, uh, like the Bible says, sharpen. It's it's a them basically uh, be able to remember who they are and assert themselves in the position that God designed for men to be in, which is leadership. And so because of that, the devil's goal now, he says, I want to take men's most coveted activity, their most prized possession. One of the first things you do, you get a little boy, you throw a little, little baseball to him, a little football to him and watch him run around. I want to take one of the things that 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 breathes and, and cultivates and fuels their masculinity, and I want to make it gay. And so we have the, the, the slogan that the NFL comes up with last year, the NFL is gay. And then you have in the NHL recently with this particular player that we want to uh, let let the fans know that now the NHL is gay. And so now men don't have any type of real space. The only space that's really left is probably the barbershop. Uh, maybe if you get like some country clubs, most people can't afford them, some some uh, some golf clubs. But none of these uh, golf uh you know, I'm talking about the place where golfers, it's so expensive. I don't even know what they call <laughs> country club, whatever it's called. Um, but the point being, they have conquered this space. And so I want to share this article of a guy who uh, this player that I mentioned, he's a Russian American. Right. He's been in America. I believe I heard from somewhere he's been here since he was 13 years old. So it's not like he just got over here. But the fact of the matter is. He uh, he is here, but he is Russian. And the reason why he gave as to why he didn't want to wear the jersey, he said it goes against his beliefs and it goes against who he is. And that's fair. Why? Why can't he just. Not endorse that if he doesn't want to endorse that, why are you trying to shove this on him? 
But let's look at this article real quick and we'll get into it. God bless everybody joining in. Ashkenazi, God bless you, Sister Deidre. God bless everybody joining in. Um, tonight is an open discussion. You know, I got to come with a topic when I say open discussion because, you know, I can't depend on y'all for nothing. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, real talk, though. Uh, yeah, I just want to be prepared a little bit. But we can we can talk about anything else. But right now we're talking about the big gay elephant in the room. And so this article is actually some of the aftermath of the event. Ivan Provorov, that's the player. Jersey sellout days after NHL player refuses to wear LGBT pride jersey. So what this headline is saying is basically because he took this stance and he didn't bow to this golden image, which is the, the the LGBT agenda, because he took a stance and he said, I'm not just going to do this. I'm not just going to go along with the get along. He received a lot of support. His, jer his jerseys have sold out. So let's read. It says, glory to lemon God, let me make sure y'all can see this. It says, Jerseys for Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov have sold out online days after the 26-year-old refused to wear a gay pride-themed jersey for religious reasons. Now, I don't know if this article is going to say it, but the religion that he is, I think he said he's Russian Orthodox Catholic or something. I don't want to say the wrong one, but but um, we don't need to get in if that's Christian or not. But basically, he's a Christian, right? It says both NFL both NHL shop and fanatics have listed Provorov's jersey as, quote, almost gone, and there are no longer any men's jerseys with his name and number available. Wow. On Fantastics, the defenseman is listed as having the most popular men's jersey, women's jersey, and sweatshirt. And his branded backer shirt is being advertised as the most popular seller related to the Philadelphia Flyers, according to the online store. So we kind of get the point. Um, let's let's see. It's moving into something different. Provorov was blasted by legacy media outlets for refusing to wear an LGBT themed warm up jersey during his team's Tuesday night game against the Anaheim Ducks. I respect everybody. I respect everybody's choices. The hockey player said following the match. Now, the reason why he has to say that, and before I even get too deep into this, let, let me first say this. He, pro he probably does actually believe that, right? He probably does actually, you know, hands off, bygones be bygones, whatever you want to do. You do what you do. I do what I do. He probably does believe that. But we do have to ask, why doesn't he want to wear the jersey? <laughs> why doesn't he want to wear the jersey? And herein lies the elephant in the room, that elephant being <clears throat> that, that while people probably are being sincere when they say, I don't care what you do, if, as long as it's two consenting adults, I do believe people believe that. But the other people believe that if you don't endorse me, it's because you think that there's something wrong with my lifestyle. And today, if you think something is wrong with an LGBTQ plus lifestyle, 
that would, according to them, make you a bigot. And more specifically, that would make you homophobic. And so the big elephant in the room is everybody pointing at this thing and these people knowing that it's wrong, but they can't say that it's wrong. <laughs> and these people uh, knowing that these people think it's wrong and getting on them for thinking that it's wrong, even though they're saying, I don't necessarily think it's right or wrong. I'm just going to do me and you do you. And so it gets to this whole uh, sentiment about <laughs> about uh, what it means to be homophobic, you know what I mean, or not. And let's look up the definition of homophobia since, since we're here. I want to look up the definition. Now, <clears throat> because they've conditioned it in such a way that for you to be called anything phobic, right? It's, 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 it's supposed to give, bring you shame, right? But I really do want to sincerely question, you know what I mean? Like, should I really be ashamed of something? If God, if God is against it, should I be ashamed of being against it? So the definition of homophobic says, according to what I just Googled, having or showing a dislike of or prejudice against gay people. Okay, so let me say right off top, I'm not prejudiced against gay people. I treat them like anybody else. Be honest with you. Usually they're pretty, pretty like, I don't want to say good because no person is good, but they're pretty uh, like cool people, generally speaking. You know, some of them are weirdos, but there's some straight people that are weirdos. But, you know, usually they're kind of funny, kind of entertaining, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. So, look. If you want to get a job, if you want to do this, I ain't got no issue. You, you, I go to a place, I'm receiving some service. I don't have an issue with it. You know what I mean? I don't think any, any more or less of you because of that, right? Um, I don't have a problem with that. Now, so the definition says having or showing a dislike of or prejudice against gay people. So based on this definition, I'm not homophobic. Praise God. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I really did think I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna fall into this category. And I'll explain why in a minute. But um yeah I don't dislike any of them. The ones I do know I, I probably I don't dislike any of them. Um and I'm not prejudiced against any of them. Um but that lifestyle that lifestyle that lifestyle we need to explore because God does not approve of it. And as long as we don't acknowledge this elephant in the room that is wrong, they're going to continue to push and push and push this agenda until America becomes Sodom 2.0, which really it already is. And I guess maybe you could say 3.0 because you had Rome and whatever they were doing over there, Rome, maybe some parts of Greece. I don't know. But the point is, is turning into the days of Lot right before our eyes. And it's because the political correctness has made it such that you just really cannot delve into this, right? Um, and so the reason why I thought I was going to fall into it being phobic is because uh, I'm scared of it. <laughs> not the people. I ain't got nothing against the people, but the lifestyle, I'm scared of it. I'm scared of it for a few reasons. One, I know that God judges lands because of it. So it can't be a, 
you do you, you do 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 because the fact of the matter is God has destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and, and other places have been destroyed for other things. And so if we allow a society not to uphold the values that God has blessed us with, the moral compass that he's given us, it's going to tumble. And we're seeing this collapse happen right before our eyes, morally and socially, to the point where you have folks that don't even know what they are, you know, because there's a lot of confusion and we've allowed the confusion to come in. And so really thinking about this now, uh, that's one reason why I'm, why I'm scared. The other reason why I'm scared is just because really just to me, it's like one of the worst things, right, that could happen to me. Now, if you want to do it, I don't really care. But, <laughs> you know, I've had dreams where I've had dreams where family members have died that have that have uh, upset me greatly. I've had dreams where uh, I've had sexual intercourse or sexual activity in the dreams that have disturbed me greatly. And, and I get upset anytime I had those type of dreams. But if I ever have a dream and it's some gay stuff, I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself. I'm just being honest with you because to me, it's like a part of the essence of being a man is the way I relate to a woman. And I'm imagining as a woman, maybe to a certain degree, maybe to a lesser degree, the way that she would relate to a man, because it's a part of of uh, how I define myself, you know. And so I praise God that I've never had any type of type of like dreams like that, because I just <laughs> I'd be in the therapist's office because it's literally the last thing. And then the other thing about it, too, um, as far as the men is concerned, is that from a from a. From a uh, a sheer standpoint of execution, okay, uh, it's it's violent and it's it's not the way things were designed. I'm just gonna say that it's just not the way things that were designed. So. The title of tonight's Solid Talk family is Get Me In Trouble. I'm pretty sure I didn't got myself in trouble. This is where it really benefits me to be irrelevant. <laughs> I don't even think YouTube pay attention to me anymore. I think they done, they done like lock me off in the algorithm somewhere and they just, <laughs> they just let me be. But the point is, <clears throat> the support that this man is getting for his jersey shows that everybody is not on board with this agenda. But if you look at the way that the media portrays it and the way that people are penalized and people are are dragged through the coals simply because they agree with something that God agrees with and they disagree with what God disagrees with. You would think that it's like a crazy majority. Right. Just just if you cut on the news and you looked at all the commercials and all of the candy, the candy bars and and the clothing lines and the, the, the sports league, you would think that like what is like 50 50. You would think that it was like seven out of 10 people are like LGBT or something like <laughs> it almost feel like you one of the last like last of a dying breed, you know, if you're not in that lifestyle. And so but then when. When the numbers, 
begin to bear out, what you find is that this guy has a lot of support. The number one jersey in NHL jersey set. I don't know how much they sell, but this is a major sports league. So why is it that we can have what could possibly be a silent majority? And yet all of everything that's in the mainstream appears to make it seem like we're just outnumbered. And so it's going to take some of these, what I've turned, came up with this term called media martyrs. This guy, Pro, uh, Provorov, he is, a, he is the latest in a series of media martyrs. People who have decided that I'm going to stand for what I believe in. I know that I'm going to get crucified for it. And I'm just going to take whatever comes with it. Now, why are we talking about this tonight on Solid Talk? Well, it's, it's happening in the NHL. It's probably happened in the NFL. I don't watch the NFL like that because they because they just want some stupid stuff. But uh, and I'm sure it's happening in the NBA. It's happening all around you. So it's just a matter of time before each and every one of us has to make the decision. Am I going to be a martyr, uh, uh, a martyr? <clears throat> and for us, I guess it wouldn't be a media martyr because it'll just be on your little personal job. You just work a a personal job and they want you to take some sort of um, training to indoctrinate you into a belief that you don't agree with. So be prepared, figure out now what you're going to do, right? Don't think too much on it because the scripture says this was in a different context, but the scripture says when they take you up, take no thought for what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit that's within you is going to speak on your behalf. So don't 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 think too much on it. But what you do need to be concerned with is, am I rooted and grounded in truth? If this thing comes to my job and they're telling me if I don't sign this paper, if I don't call this person by these type of pronouns, then I'm going to lose my job. Am I prepared to do that? Am I willing to trust God? Do I believe that God is? who he says he is. These are the things that we got to begin to resolve in our system right now, because the way it's looking at the moment is it's not looking like it seemed like the gas go further and further and further on this type of stuff. And so what is it going to take to turn it? I don't know if it can be turned or not, to be honest with you. I know at a minimum it's going to take some men. Okay. Because we're supposed to be the preservers of, we're supposed to be, uh, Christ is supposed to be our head. We're supposed to be the image bearers of Christ, right? Um, so we're supposed to preserve the standard of whatever God says in society. And that standard, we've, when I say we, like men generally speaking in America, have let it go, right? We have let it go. And the thing about when you let any type of power go, People are not just going to give power back. You have to take power back. I'm not talking about anything violent. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We have a spiritual battle. But the scripture says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Okay. This is a spiritual war. But we have got to make some tangible <laughs> stances like this hockey player did 
Like if you have kids and you got them in the school system and you know they teaching them some foo-foo, you need to get down there and figure out what's going on in my kid's school system. Right? I don't have kids, but if I had kids and 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 my kids was in danger, it's 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 look, my kid might have to write me in jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They might have to write me in jail. I say, I'm sorry, sorry, son, sorry, daughter. I crashed out. But if I'm going to crash out over anything, if there's going to be any hill that I'm going to die on, it's going to be for my seed and it's going to be for the word of God. And so, look, we just got to have a have a made up mind. Listen, family, tonight we are having an open discussion. I didn't got in way more trouble than I expected already. This is get me in trouble night. Whatever you want to discuss, whatever you want to talk about, be my guest. And you ain't got to get me in trouble. You can just talk about anything that's on your mind. I'm going to read a few comments here about the grace of God. Ashkenazi says, hello, everyone. LGBTQ is political correctness at its over-the-top height and its Masonic doctrine. Most of my Eastern star slash Mason relatives engage in perversions of one ilk or another. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that because the reason why this spirit has been able to be so pervasive in our society is because we're looking at this thing as LGBT, but that's not exactly what it is fully. What it actually is, is just simply a spirit of perversion. And so we're, we can point all we want to that, gen, that agenda and those people and all that. And, but the fact is, <clears throat> it's the straight people who have operated in their own perversion whether it be their own fetishes, whether it's simply just be fornication, whether it be pornography, all of that is the same spirit of perversion. And so when you let the spirit in, it's, it's almost like the spirit of murder, right? <clears throat> the Bible says that anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Now, ask yourself, well, I don't want to pick on y'all. Most of us have hated somebody. So what that means is that if at any point in our lives we have hated someone, in our hearts we are we have been murderers, right? If you've been born again and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, you're no longer that same person, so you're no longer a murderer. But in that action of hating your brother or sister, it made you a murderer. Now, most of us on this stream, I'm hoping we didn't go out and actually commit a murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, some people did. Right. And the people that did what that was, was that was the full manifestation of the spirit that was already in there. There was the spirit of murder was already in the, the heart that hates. But what happens now is <clears throat> once that spirit becomes so great in a person or once a person uh, psyche and also spirit has been so fractured and so malnourished and so contaminated that they don't have any resistance to letting that spirit have free course. Or once that person has suffered through some trauma and that trauma has caused them to not have any resistance to that spirit, those are the people that go out and execute the full manifestation of the murder. Most of us who didn't commit the murder when we hated somebody, it was for one of two reasons. One, we didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> and, or, and two, 
um, we had enough moral resistance to at least keep it at bay until the Lord changed our heart. Now, with the spirit of perversion, what's happening is uh, if you engage in any type of perversion, whether it be fornication, um, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, uh, all sorts of other different things, you are you have already invited that spirit. So through through the advancement of fornication, sexual liberation, pornography in this country, we, the so-called straight people, we're actually the people that have allowed this spirit to grow and to actually come into um, the fullness. But to be honest, we haven't even seen the fullness because the fullness, you're going to start getting into some animals. You're going to start getting into some children. It's going to be the children first, then the animals. But um, but we're we're approaching critical mass level of the manifestation of this spirit. And so this is why for a lot of people who take the stance of, oh, I don't really care what you do in your bedroom, da 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 it's because oftentimes, not always, they've done stuff in their bedroom that might not have been of God. And because that's not of God, it's kind of like, look, I can't really talk about you if I'm doing something that you're doing, but just to a lesser degree, right? If I'm over here cheating on my wife or if I'm watching pornography or, or if, if my wife got a side dude and she's sleeping with the pool boy or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really talk about you because we do what we do. So it's the principle of ungodliness in general that has allowed this. And so what, what it's really going to take is it's going to take universal repentance, um, has this thing become so cancerous that there's no turning back now? I don't know. My guess is yes, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> so, so because that's the case, now it's like we who are the odd man looking out, looking in, um, who are trying to trying to live for the Lord. We might fall short, but at least we're trying to live for the Lord. Right now, we're faced with the hard questions. All right, we're faced with the hard hard decisions. All right. They saying this in my job. Da, 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 da. So what are we gonna do? This this is this is what's happening. So I mean, <clears throat> it's going on in the NHL. And so yeah, you're right. Uh perversions of one ilk or another. If there's any perversion at all, you can't really speak speak too much against it, you know, because the scriptures say before you speak against your brother, you gotta take the uh before you talk about the beam, uh, no, the speck that's in their eye, take the beam out of your own eye. So we got to strive righteously. DJ, Sister DJ says, Russians do not play with the alphabet agenda. That's very true. And I'm glad you brought that up as well, because the fact of the matter is, um, and I heard somebody make this point, maybe on a Jason Whitlock show, he was saying that he does believe that the guy's religion played a role but he believes more so that it's the guy's nationality and his, um, for lack of a better word, pride in being a Russian, right, where he's not playing with that agenda, right? And that's the thing about America and this Western, this West, extremely Westernized, hypersexualized culture that we have 
been the forerunners of other countries not rocking like that. Some of them are. You know, I've heard Israel is 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 is, is knee deep in it. <laughs> um, some other places are knee deep in it. Canada, I don't even want to get started on Canada. I mean, they're practically us just right above us. But um, you get to some of these other countries like Russia, um, some other uh, these Asian countries, some African countries, they see this as a cancer. And they're not rocking with it. And so I think just as much as that guy's beliefs um, religiously, I think just his. Uh, the moral compass that has been fabricated in his upbringing simply as a Russian and not being uh, not being in agreement with what America is doing over here in the weird way that we live. You know, this is like we look at Vegas and we call Vegas Sin City. Other countries look at America and they call America sin country. You know what I mean? Like like we are the Vegas of the world, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I guess maybe what's that other place? Is it Amsterdam? I think Amsterdam is supposed to be pretty, pretty wild, right? There's some other countries competing. But for the most part, we are like the Corinth. We are the Rome when they started to fall. Uh, we are the Sodom of the world right now. And it's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. And so other countries see that and they like, look, y'all keep that. Y'all keep that over there. You know what I mean? Y'all keep that over there. Is it going to keep up? Ultimately, no, because eventually we know there's going to be one one society, one one religion. Right. And this is why you see the push for globalism as opposed to nationalism, because if this antichrist figure is going to come on the scene, he needs to be a global leader. I believe he might have what, like either seven heads and 10 territories or something like that. So there's probably going to be some territories, but nonetheless, they're all going to be agreeing on the same stuff. So people like this Provorov is a, is a problem. And in Russia right now and other places, it, it's a problem. But best believe they are sending this propaganda over to these other countries and they're sending the pornography over to the other countries because what the devil knows, even if it's not any any gay stuff, as long as I can get that perversion in there, you know, they over there in Dubai and over there in this country, I can weaken them. I can invite that spirit in and it's just a matter of time before that spirit begins to grow. That's the strategy. Um. Yes, yeah, Sister Sherry says, good for him. Deidre says, the media will have people thinking that everybody supports the alphabet agenda. They certainly will. They certainly will. Ashkenazi says, Russia was Christian before the communist takeover by the J-ish Bolsheviks, Lenin, Stalin, and Trotsky. Six, five million Christians were murdered during the Masonic takedown of Russia is called the Holomador. Look it up. I'm going to have to look that up. This is my first time hearing about that, the Holomador. I hope I'm saying that right. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. Praise the Lord. 
Ashkenazi says, Greg, you have been visited by a succubus spirit when you had those dreams. Succubus equals a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. Yeah, I'm familiar with that, sister. The succubus and incubus spirit. I am familiar with that. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing. It's an unfortunate thing. Yeah, I know um, some folks checking up on folks. I know Sister Tatiana is doing fine. Um, I'll reach out to Moni. I'm sure she's fine, but I'll reach out to her. Uh, B says, I'm reminded of the story of Balaam and the way Israelites cursed themselves by committing fornication. Yeah, that's the thing about it. And, and most of us know that story, but Balaam was a prophet of God. But you had this guy who wanted to curse God's people and Balaam was basically asking God, like, you know, can I curse these people? And Balaam told that that king or ruler, whoever he was, he said, I can't curse these people because God says that they're blessed. So he taught them how to curse themselves. And that's why we have to not fall victim to um, the schemes. The scripture says that uh, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. It tells us to be sober. Because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I saw some on Instagram. <clears throat> it was talking about how a lion actually stalks his prey. You know what I mean? It's not they don't just it's not just in your face. Of course, the lion is the strongest animal. Right. But they don't just outright try to do that. They're very calculated. A lot of camouflage. Sometimes I think they might even do it in groups. I can't remember, but it's not just like, oh, oh boom, I'm going to get you. It's like, let me really sit back and figure out your moves, figure out your weaknesses. Oftentimes what the lions will do is they will attack either the old and weak and frail people that's in the pack of whatever they're attacking, the animals in the pack or whatever they're attacking, or they will attack the young ones that really can't defend themselves. And that's what we see going on in society right now is that the enemy is attacking the youth through the school system and through the media. He is attacking them also through the law because there's certain laws that, um, that they're implementing now to take the power away from the parents. So even if you try to protect your kids, I saw one story recently about a, a person out in Baltimore. This person out in Baltimore, I could be getting this story wrong, but I believe it. it is a woman or a, a girl, I guess she's a teenager or something, who is confused into believing that they're a dude and they go by the name of Draco. And so, and <laughs> I ain't even got to really, I know this being in Baltimore and them saying Draco, and it's probably some black folks. <laughs> but um, that being said, you know, Draco is, is a slang for a gun, right? Um, but that being said, um, this person, I think, ran away or something like that. And then when they found the person, the, the young lady who goes by Draco, they didn't return her to her grandparents because her grandparents, and that's who she was living with, her grandparents did not affirm her, her idea of her identity. 
they didn't affirm that. So instead, they put the kid in a group home. <laughs> and so you have a situation where you got a perfectly, I don't know, the, I don't know the full situation, but hypothetically speaking, you you have a situation where this person has a place to live. They have two grandparents. They're probably older. I mean, they got probably got a little more sense, a little more wisdom, and they're going to raise this kid. But because they don't affirm the agenda, the whoever, I don't know, the social workers, the state, the city, whoever, they're, they're claiming that it's not safe for that kid to be there because the grandparents don't affirm their idea of who they think they are. And this is what we're dealing with now. So you got the school system, you got the law. And you've got um, whatever the other one I said like five minutes ago. Look, y'all, y'all know Brother Greg getting a little up there now. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be the old grandparent, <laughs> but but that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. Man, Ashkenazi <laughs> says, "Speck in my eye." Goodness, I had to remove an entire log out of my cornea. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's that's the thing about it. It's like in the grand scheme of things, I saw I saw a young lady, a young Christian sister talking about this earlier. She was talking about how we don't acknowledge that oftentimes people who are in these lifestyles, many of them have endured traumatic experiences. Now, can we actually address that? Really, they don't let you. You know what I mean? They know you can't, because if you say that, then they're going to accuse you of being phobic. Right. It's just like if a person is overweight and maybe they're overweight because they're dealing with some deeper issues. Instead of you saying, let's let's figure out what we can do to help you. Let's figure out if we can troubleshoot these issues. Is it simply nutrition, eating right, working out or are you depressed? You know, are you eating because you stressed out? If you try to do that, they will call you fat phobic. So notice that the enemy is using fear. It's almost like <clears throat> the scripture says, <laughs> fear God and keep his commandments. If you really notice this, the enemy is trying to form the world to fear him just as we fear God. Uh, I thank God for this revelation. I wasn't expecting a revelation tonight. So it says, fear God and keep his commandments. <laughs> and But then the enemy now has termed everything phobic. And he's asking us to keep his commandments. His commandments being comply and tolerate anything I tell you to tolerate. So the choice we got to make is, as dependent creatures, we're going to fear somebody. You know, when 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 that guy Provorov made that decision, uh, he said, listen, I can either fear the mainstream society and become an outcast, allegedly, because obviously he has support, but I can become this, this media martyr that the media have killed off. Um, I can face losing my job. I can face penalties, fines. I can face being accused of being a bigot. Or you have the other side of the spectrum. I can fear God. Or 
I don't know. I don't know what his convictions really are, God wise, but he cited religion. So let's just say he says, I can fear God, but you're going to fear somebody as a dependent creature. So the scripture says, don't fear the one who can kill the body. Fear the one who can kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. And that's the choice we got to make. Okay, look. <laughs> All right. Okay. He can kill my body, but he can kill my body and destroy my soul, right? And send me to hell, destroy my soul in hell. Okay. And so between those two, I got to make the choice. Okay. Am I going to try to save my life here or am I going to lose my life for the sake of the gospel and find it in Christ? Don't fear the one who can kill the body. I think it's in two places in scripture, but I see this one here, Matthew 10 and 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Wow. So we got to play for the long haul. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. It ain't even a marathon in life. This is a marathon. A marathon through eternal life. We try to make it to the finish line and pass the finish line. So that's just what it is. Um, Sister Indira says, I think Russia is wanting Ukraine for the grain, but they don't know it's going to get bad out there with food, with with food and violence. Wow. That's interesting, sister. I need to do some more research on what's really going on behind the scenes. I've heard all sorts of theories about this. I've heard that there were Nazis in Ukraine and Russia was trying to get out the Nazis. I've heard that that Ukraine was trying to be a part of NATO and Russia told NATO not to advance any further than they had advanced, but they were trying to capture Ukraine, I guess, before NATO captured Ukraine. Now I hear your grain thing, which could make sense. I don't really know much agriculturally what goes on out there, but something is going on. All I know is that we are giving, I believe, Definitely billions, possibly trillions of dollars to Ukraine, <laughs> like insane amounts of money to Ukraine. And this Zelensky weirdo is just always over here just asking for money. Like, dude, get a job. <laughs> That's y'all issue. They ain't got nothing to do. I don't know a single person over in Ukraine. It's not it's not just it's not a matter of being selfish right it's just simply a matter of america has way more things that we should be prioritizing now could there be some grandiose secret service reason tucked away in joe biden's garage as to why they really need to go and endorse this war and basically fight a proxy war that that's just above me and it's it's top secret maybe but that hasn't been communicated and 
as far as I'm concerned, we have way more important things that we could be spending our money on than this battle or whatever it is they got going on thousands of miles away. <laughs> a Trinity got to it before me. Ukraine is the biggest money laundering operation I've ever seen. Yeah, and then the thing about it is, you know, you got these suspicious ties between um, the Biden family and Ukraine and all of that. Something's going on. Trinity says, Zelensky is an actor, literally. Sean Penn even gave him his Oscar right in our faces. I did see that. This dude won an Oscar. He was on the cover of Time magazine. I, it's just, it's so random. <laughs> it's just so random. Uh, Ashkenazi says, look up the recent history of the Ukraine a few years ago. Now, look, first, let me just say this. I, I already know you didn't research this because you called it the Ukraine. <laughs> so whatever you say off top, I know you about, you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I just be calling that joint Ukraine. But when you say the Ukraine, I'm like, okay, she didn't done some research. Okay, let me let me get serious. Look up the recent history of the Ukraine. A few years ago, the satanic elite poisoned the Ukraine presidential candidate. Wow. Had not heard of that. Wag the dog. The money is going toward our enslavement and some big folks' pockets. Yeah. Unfortunately, because folks don't seem to realize that government money doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from taxpayer dollars, right? And then sometimes they do print money also, right? But I think I heard a crazy stat and I could be getting this wrong, but it's something to the effect of America has printed more money in the last two years than they've printed in 80% of its existence. I think I might have butchered that statistic, but basically what it's saying is the, the amount of money that we've printed in the last two or three years has been like 80% of all the money that we've ever printed since the inception of America. Now, of course, you could say some of that just has to do with, you know, inflation and, of course, things get more expensive, blah, blah, blah. but come on, man, 80 percent. Let me see if I can find this stat. I'm not sure if it's 80 percent. Uh, 80 percent of American dollars printed in last two years. Okay. This is about a Washington standard. I've never heard of this outlet, but I just want to just want to peruse through this article real quick. It says 80% of all US dollars in existence have been printed in just the past 2 years. <clears throat> This is interesting because <clears throat> I just noticed the qualifier there that says in existence. So I'm like, what does that mean when you say in existence? <clears throat> I drank my water the wrong way. Since March of 2020. Now, this article is as of January 20th, 
2022. So this article is a year old, <clears throat> almost to the date. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it says, since March of 2020, Americans and the world alike have watched from the sidelines as power-hungry politicians have ushered in draconian lockdowns, shutdowns, police state measures, and brought the economy to its knees. While governments around the planet use their central banks to devalue their currencies by printing money to fund their tyranny, or tyranny the U.S. led the way down this road to fiscal horror. Thanks to the trillions of dollars the Federal Reserve has printed over the last two years, America is currently in an inflation crisis. One need only look at the price. One need only to look at the price of groceries over the last two years to realize just how bad of a crisis we are currently experiencing. Now, mind you, this is a year old. The inflation has actually gotten worse since this article. If this article was written in 2022, a year ago. You you can barely go out and buy some eggs. You got to start financing your eggs. It says, as the Biden administration blames high prices on greedy industries, this little more than this is little more than a distraction from the actual perpetrator. Nevertheless, the left continues to attribute soaring costs on businesses making too much profit. So it doesn't really get let me go just get down in here because this is what I really wanted. It says by November of last year, that number climbed to $20.354 trillion in circulation, meaning that since January 2020, the United States has printed nearly 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence. Okay, so they have a chart here. So perhaps that qualifier there in existence because i when i heard this quoted by somebody i thought they were saying like since america was even created but this what this is kind of might be saying if i'm understanding it oh no they talking about since 1913 okay i, I gotta do a little research but the point is we spending money like we got a stolen credit card and as you see in this little chart this is uh the year 2000 and so you got, I guess this is the amount of dollars that are in circuit, the percentage of U.S. What does that AMS stand for? This, uh, da, da, da. Okay, I can't, I'm, I didn't read this article beforehand. I can't really decipher this chart, but what I can see is that you got a huge spike going up there and that don't look good. <laughs> that huge spike don't look good, so that's that's just what it is but um that's what we're dealing with yep i saw that when i saw that when z was dancing with those boys z always using a green screen it's just weird like like you, they're fighting a the war and he's doing all of this social social appearances and commercial appearances. It's just strange. On eBay, the Ukrainian furry furriers are still selling their luxury fur coats. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. I just know it's just a lot of money. <laughs> you got to follow the dollars anytime anything crazy you got to look to the money the script even the bible says 
the love of money is the root of all evil. Trinity said they are going to crash the dollar and bring in the CBDC, which goes hand in hand with the juice passport. Educate me on the CDC, the CD, I'm sorry, the CBDC. What is that, Trinity? Now, I've heard of digital currency, so I guess maybe the DC in there must mean digital currency. Central bank digital currency. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Let me know. I want to give myself a little prize, treat myself to some more juice. Um, not that juice, but the juice that I'm on is juice fast. Central bank digital currency. Okay. They are all Satanists and they are all in it together. I watch a lot of live streams in the Ukraine and it is business as usual. Wow. Oh, I got it right. Look at Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Central bank digital currency totally controlled. Ultimately, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ultimately, um, that's just what it is. What can we do about it? Who knows? All I do know is that I ain't putting nothing in my right hand and nothing in my forehead. And I'm barely putting anything in my body. That's all I know. It's too, it's, it's, it's too corrupt for me to take them type of chances. You know what I mean? I just, I can't take them type of chances. Um, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't went 30 days without food. So I know it's possible. You know what I mean? So if I got to go dumpster diving, if I got to be arrested in prison and, you know, they feed me some some mush, whatever, like, I, but I can't, I cannot trade my birthright for a bowl of soup. I cannot do it. That was the mistake that Esau made. And we are not of his heritage. We are of Israel the seed of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Man, so God is good, family. We coming right up on the hour. I ain't really had too much. I just want to invite y'all to get me in trouble a little bit. I'm going to probably end up changing the name of this uh, uh, solid talk title after this since we kind of covered just one or two topics. But God is just so good. Um Man, just be prayerful. Don't stress out. We are actually commanded not to be anxious about anything. Scripture says, be careful. That word means anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but by everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, as much as everything going on in the news and all of that type of stuff, the fact of the matter is when you really just kind of look at your everyday life, God is ordering your steps. You know, I think I maybe the scripture today, today or yesterday, it was like uh, man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directed his steps or something like that. One of the Proverbs. And I was thinking about that because what it's kind of saying, it's like, Scripture says, Proverbs 16 and 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So God is so good to us. <clears throat> we can have our heart be in a wrong direction 
and he won't even allow us to go forward. <laughs> God, we, we can have our heart postured in the wrong way and God can frustrate our plans. And you just be in your own little world trying to figure out why things ain't working out, this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? What, what it is. And it's like, oh, now nah, your intentions was off. You know what I mean? Your, 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 uh, before I saved you, I was preserving you because I knew I was going to save you. So you was trying to join a sorority. I ain't want you to join a sorority because I wasn't going to let you play it to them guys because I knew later on down the line you was going to have to play it to me. So you can't be pledged to me and be pledged to the the the, the Greek gods at the same time. So I, I I didn't let you in that fraternity on purpose. You know, I didn't want you to eat the dog food. I didn't want you to get branded on your arm or on your chest like a cow. I didn't let you meet make it into that organization. You know, that secret society. I didn't let you get that tattoo of that person's name. You went to go get the tattoo. And you know what I'm saying? They 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 was closed. Or they, you know what I'm saying? You scheduled an appointment and that person got the flu, couldn't do it, and you just say, oh, I forget it. Our heart can direct our way, but the Lord directs the steps. And so then when our hearts do get in the right direction, the Lord will direct those steps. You know, he'll direct those steps, and then things will begin to progress. So I praise God for his sovereignty. I praise God for his faithfulness to us and the fact that he knows more about us than we do. He he knows he his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than than our ways. He says Jesus is coming soon and right on time. Hang in there my brothers and sisters. Listen, we have got to hang in there. Because, and I'm going to close with this, but <clears throat> sometimes you can feel, sometimes you can, you can feel the sifting. Just like Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. And sometimes we can go through these seasons where, maybe it's just me, but where you can feel the sifting. I call it the fog. You know, and there were many times last year I was just like in the fog and in the fog is like, you know, you, you, you're trying to you still walking with the Lord and stuff, but it's like you in the fog. And what I realized is, you know, we've got to come out of the fog. We've got to come out of the fog. So I'm, I'm pretty much out, but I'm still sometimes it's still a little bit of that fog there. You know what I mean? And I know that. That, that there's a, a greater place of clarity, right? There's a greater, a greater place of zeal. There's a greater place of being in tune with what's going on in the kingdom. And so what we need is we need hope because the scripture says that we can have a, a helmet of hope, right? Um, the things we talk about while it is important for us to understand what's going on around us, if we don't have a godly perspective about them, it can it can have the potential to eradicate hope. See, see, the hope is what keeps your zeal. The hope keeps your zeal because 
as long as you believe that this thing is possible, right, you're going to go ahead and you're going to work towards it. You're going to keep fighting. You're going to keep going. So if I believe that there are people out there that can be saved, regardless of how crazy it is today, if everybody walking around with a halter top and, and the wrong clothes on, I'm still going to go out there and I'm still going to work the harvest because I believe that they can be saved. But if I read the same report, right, and I don't take God's report, which says the harvest is plentiful, but I just go by everything that's around me. And I say, man, it's, it's getting dark. It's getting bleak. You know what I mean? I'm just, I would go out to go to people, but everybody crazy. They, they all reprobate. You know what I mean? If, if, if our hope is diminished, it's not going to allow us to have the same amount of zeal. So, you know, I get on here and I talk about this stuff because we need to know and it's interesting and we got to, you know, we got to know how to fight. But I want us to be mindful about not losing hope because we just can't do afford to do that. The darker it gets, the brighter your light shines as a believer. So, yes, it is getting very dark. But if you keep your light and you don't hide it under a bushel. Right. But you you set it out in the open and you let your light shine before men. So that they so that you let your good works glorify your father in heaven. Then what's going to happen is you're going to shine brighter than ever. You're going to be more effective than ever. And maybe if enough of us take our light and shine our light, maybe we can brighten up the room. Because you think about a candle. The easiest way to light a candle is with another candle. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way to light a candle is to just take a candle and light that next candle. So we've got to stay on Holy Ghost fire. Man, got to stay focused like the wise virgins. Absolutely. Brother Joseph says these pledges, oaths and vows by confessing believers continue to hinder revival. Wow. That's something to think about. That is something to think about. Let me see what's going on here. Um, glory to God in the highest. I might have to go back and read the comments. Um, okay, yeah, I might have to read them, read them separately. Yeah, now more than ever, we need to be the salt and the light. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm 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 about to get super focused. I'm about to get super focused <laughs> by the grace of God. Well, listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. I enjoyed this talk. Um, stay tuned to Solid Talk. We're gonna be having some guests coming up in the near future, February and March. I'm hoping to have some guests on Solid Talk Saturdays. Y'all know the first Saturday we're gonna do Truth Talks with Sis Nicole and have a little powwow. The next topic on that February, I get y'all since y'all hung in to the end. We're going to be asking the question, who is the prize? So we'll we'll uh, fight that battle two weeks from now. But listen, family, that's all I have in this solid talk. Thank you all for hanging out with me. You all take care. 
and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in